0: From year to year, we commemorate the early 20th century genocide of the Greeks of Pontos by the Ottoman and Kemalist Turks on the 19th of May, ending in 353,000 assassinations in less than a decade. As a third generation origin-pondic Greek, I become frustrated by the annual mourning and remembering. I cannot stop questioning why we first started to discuss the genocide in the 80s as a genocide. I remember my ancestors used to talk about the genocide as the great oppression. Was it because of a collective trauma of the older generations? Why does the Greek diaspora not support? The internationalization of the Pontic Greek genocide as the Armenian diaspora did for the Armenian genocide? What have the Pontic Greek societies done so far worldwide in the countries they reside in to prioritize and push forward an agenda? What has the role of the Greek government been? Why is it important to recognize the Pontic Greek genocide worldwide? As promised, this will not be the usual historical, documented discussion that you listen to over the past 40 years every year on TV or read elsewhere. But a critical analysis of the past inertia and proposing star- strategies to recognize the Pony Greeks genocide internationally, if and why this really matters. I'm here today with distinguished guests in their professions. I welcome Dr. Kleanthis Kyriakidis, former captain of the Hellenic Navy, program director of the Masters of Arts and Diplomacy at the College of Security and Global Studies in the American University of Emirates. Clantis is policy advisor, negotiator, public relations expert, political analyst with a focus on Middle East, whom I have hosted on two episodes of the Global Quick Influence podcast. Dr. Kyriaki Sonido, Clinical Lead in Primary Care, President and Co-Founder of the Podium Society of the United Kingdom, President of the Hellenic Medical Society and the Vice President of the Greek Society of Professionals and Scientists in the UK, whom I hosted on an episode of the Global Greek interest podcast last year, and you can find it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. George Maneshian, with Middle East and Caucasus Studies, International Affairs Consultant, Research Coordinator of the Center for Russia, Eurasia, and Southeastern Europe at the Pantheon University in Athens. Welcome to the show, Kleanthi, Kriaki and George.
1: Thank you very much for the kind invitation, Iota. It's good to be here uh, with uh, such a great uh, co-panelists.
0: Let me get started with um, my very first question, which I think I will start with uh, Dr. Kirgakidis, with Clanthis. Why haven't we talked about the genocide of the Pontic Greeks before the 1980s in Greece?
1: Okay. You start with a very, very hard question, and a question that really hurts us, uh, because this this shows uh, a little bit uh, our... uh, inactiveness, uh, lack of uh, decisiveness. And uh, really, you cannot single out one factor that played uh, to to our policy. But I can tell you that uh, uh, there were at least four, five, maybe more, very, very important factors to be taken into account. And we will start with with something uh, if you want, you know, uh, uh, as regards, you know, our internal policies. So you know, after the dictatorship, and despite the anti-Turkish feeling due to the invasion and the occupation of the north part of Cyprus, the right-wing government was afraid to be portrayed as ultra-nationalist. So they did not want to speak about, you know, uh, the the, the Pontic Greek. And here it's not only the Pontic Greek, by the way, because we had also the other Greeks uh, uh, that were uh, massacred in a genocide. Uh, Along with all the Christian, of course, population in in, uh, 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 the former uh, Ottoman Empire by the Turks, we know that. So uh, they were afraid, the government was afraid to really speak about that. But of course, it was also the policy of appeasement vis-a-vis Turkey. And this has also been even during the dictatorship. So I don't know if you remember, there was a very, very uh, 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 well-known incident in 1972. Probably you have heard about it. You were not born, obviously, uh, but uh, uh, in the song festival of Thessaloniki, the Turkish consulate objected the lyrics of two songs. One was about a and the other was, you know, come back Apostolis, both very successful songs. And the dictatorship censored them. So we were really very, very, very much into appeasement of Turkey. How about external factors? I mean, think about NATO. We had all this, you know, idea that the main enemy, you know, is the Warsaw Pact. And I can tell you as a former military, because I lived in this era, by the way, so I remember that, you know, that the, the, the enemy number one was, uh, uh, you know, the the uh, Warsaw Pact. So I can tell you that it was a matter of solidarity. We did not really want, and NATO put some pressure uh, to us. I would say the, the Americans put some pressure to, our, to us, and that was despite our withdrawal from NATO military structures. You remember that as well after the invasion, the Cyprus invasion. So we did not want to have tensions with another member state, even with Turkey, even after 1974, which, of course, I, I think this is it's a little bit or very much irrational. Now, if, this is, if these are the really political reasons, I think that it's also important to say that we never prioritized this. So uh, uh, Armenians, and I think that George probably will talk more, more about that. He's he's an expert. You know, they really prioritized. You know, the the, the recognition of the genocide for Greece. It was always you know a second, third, fourth rate uh, issue. We had you know from the civil war and Cyprus and Macedonia and the migration. You know, and whatever other issues. We never, never. It never became a priority. Uh, uh, for Greeks, and when I say for Greece, not only for Greek government, and this is the important thing, not not even, you know, for people. So p- probably the last thing I can say about that is, uh, uh, and I will leave that probably to, to uh Nido, uh, to Kiki, to, to d- discuss about that. I think it was the less active involvement at the time of the Pontian Greek, uh, you know, organized clubs groups organization of the diaspora maybe maybe it's because I, I don't know why transportation communication uh, were not at the time there were only two TV channels the groups were not easily you know organized I, I don't know really why the Pontel Creek uh, you know diaspora did not uh, 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 was not that active uh, uh, before the 80s and actually late 80s. And the last point is that in the late eighties, uh, my dear friends in the panel and uh, uh, our our audience probably they, they should remember it was the first time in the late eighties that we had some cooperation across the aisle in the Greek Parliament, because usually we had you know fights. So uh, um, in some issues, of course. So uh, it was the first time that the 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 uh, patriotic part of the Social Party and, uh, you know, the, the, the right-wing part, some MPs really, really, really agreed upon the necessity to uh, uh, highlight the genocide, the Greek genocide, and, of course, part of the Greek genocide, probably the most important, is the Pontic Greek genocide. Sorry, I don't want to take any more of your time, uh, and uh, thank you very much, but this is my take on your question.
0: I would like to ask the same question to George to give us his opinion from his point of view and then I will go to Kiki to maybe answer the same question in regard to the stance of the Podium societies within Greece before the 1980s. Uh,
2: first of all, thank you for your invitation. Now, uh, regarding your question, first of all, we should not forget that uh, when uh, the Pontic Greek genocide occurred, there was no such term as genocide. And uh, the same uh, is with the Armenian Genocide. And this is why even the Armenian Genocide, which which was more uh, well-known, was the, the Armenian diasporas worldwide did not mobilize uh, in order to push for international recognition of the Armenian Genocide until the 1960s, 50 years after the Genocide. So this is important. In the contrary, uh, the term genocide was created after the Holocaust, and this is why the world was um, ready to recognize the Holocaust as a genocide. Of, and of course, they, they saw the uh, they saw what the Nazis did to the Jews with the concentration camps and with photos, etc. Now another thing is that unfortunately in Greece, uh, I, I would say that uh, many people do not know exactly what a genocide is, what constitutes a genocide. And perhaps this is why there is an ongoing debate in Greece, whether we should include the massacres of the Greeks of Asia Minor uh, or the Greeks of the Caucasus or uh, in the Greek genocide. Even there are some uh, people in academia, even in our uh, political system that deny the fact that there was a Pontic Greek genocide. So these are two internal issues. Because you referred to the Armenian genocide, the main difference between the Armenians and the Pontic Greeks is the following. When the Pontic genocide occurred, most of the survivors went to either the Soviet Union, but most of them, they came to Greece. So there was a Greek state, they they found a new homeland uh, and they were easily assimilated. But in the case of the Armenians, following the genocide, independent Armenia was occupied by Turkey and the Soviet Union. So Armenians connected the recognition of the genocide with their own survival of the nation because they did not have an independent state to go to, and of course they believed that international recognition will bring once again Armenian independence. Um, now another thing is the external, uh, an external reason. If someone reads the Greek history, would understand that in many occasions the Greek, each, the Greek government. Uh, irrespectively, the the party, the ruling party, afraid to speak about some issues because it thinks that it has other priorities. For instance, during the 1920s and the 90s in the early 1930s, the liberal party's government did did not want to speak about the northern Epirus issue because it wanted to. Maintain good relations with Albania. Another, another, th- another example is what Greece did following the Istanbul pogrom in 1955, and of course the gradual deportation of Greeks from Imros and Tenedos. So I I don't know the exact reason. Actually, there are many reasons, but I don't have a lot of time. But the the Greek government has other priorities. And unfortunately, the Pontic Creek genocide, it was not a priority. It became a priority when the Pontic Creek society in Greece and abroad was ready to start uh, its, uh, its campaign for international recognition.
3: I think uh, George Menecien covered me about most of the things I wanted to say. I think initially we didn't know what how to describe this. I mean, the the genocide as a word, as a term, came across in 1944 by Raphael Lemkin. And mainly we were in, inspired, if you can say, of what happened with the Holocaust, with the Jews. But at that point in 1944, we were after war, whether we had the civil war, then political instability. And as very correctly, the previous speaker said, we never focused on that. We never cared that much, the political instability, the changes, um, there, were, there was no common plan or direction towards recognizing this crime. And it was mainly political. There were mainly political reasons, that, that's my judgment. There were mainly political reasons we didn't care. And only after in the eighties, when you know a lot of people migrated abroad, a lot of Greek and Pontic Greeks, my relatives, they went to Australia, to Germany, most of them, they're still there. They spread all over the world. in In the U.S., a lot of people. So we were not really in one place. Do not forget that when my grandparents, uh, for example, when they left the Aegean Minor and they moved to Greece, they were called Turkish Turkish seeds or Turkish. And what George said: those people who went to Russia, they're still considered nowadays the Russian Pontian. Russian Pontian people when they come to Greece, they're Russian. They're not. Pontians. We, we never took things seriously, if I may say. And then later, as very correctly George highlighted, the societies, they 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 felt the need, the, the necessity to maintain this culture alive with the food, with the dialect. Most people still speak the Pontic dialect impressively well, though they're away from Greece for years. The dances, all these cultural things, they realized the necessity to uh, not to be forgotten, to maintain the history alive, to transfer this across the generations, and they started talking, but there was never a common plan, a common acceptance of from the political parties to say, look, these people we accepted that, them in in our country after this massacre, but we haven't done anything in that direction to uh, uh, to appreciate what they have been through and. Um, commemorate what they have been through. There were just so many fights, and there still are, even with the ponting and societies. um, There's still not a common plan, a common way forward. There is not. And that delays, um, because we have not focused on that, that delays the recognition of the genocide. And that's what I think the main problem remains. I personally
0: believe, and this is a civilian's opinion, that possibly the avoidance of discussing the genocide of the body Greeks exacerbated Turkish nationalism, having as a result the Turkish pogrom in September 1955 in Istanbul, which was carefully staged by the Turkish government then. If we are going to add up all the historical events, in a sense we talk about a full-scale Greek genocide that spans across the centuries in the geographical region of today's Turkey, Cleante mentioned about the considerations by the Greek governments before the 1980s regarding the implications such a movement might have in the foreign affairs of Greece. Are there other countries that are carefully considering the implications of their foreign affairs with Turkey by recognizing the Polish-Greeks' genocide? And I will start this time with George.
2: Well, uh, I think that everyone would agree that uh, Turkey is annoyed uh, any, every time a state recognizes a genocide. Either it's the genocide of the Armenian people or of the Assyrian people or of the Pontic Greek people. And of course, uh, initially, Turkey w- may take some actions against this state. But I don't think that the relations between Turkey and the, those states will change radically. And uh, w- they, we have many examples. One example is, of course, uh, the Netherlands, which uh, has recognised all three genocides: the Armenian, the Assyrian, and the Pontic Greek genocides. But uh, they maintain good relations with Turkey. They cooperate in in, uh, a num- in several sectors, including trade or arms, the arm tra- arms trade, etc. And of course, there are other um other examples not only in europe but another example is of course the russian federation which uh, has uh, recognized the armenian genocide uh, however we can see a, a special uh, relationship between moscow and ankara uh, i'm not going to say whether it's strategic or not but it's they they cooperate in uh, several regions and countries, including Syria, the Caucasus, etc. So, perhaps in the short term, in the short run, uh, the recognition of the Pontic Greek genocide may bring some problems regarding the relations of Turkey with the with the government, with the state that will recognize the genocide. But in the long run, it's uh, It's it's the national interest that uh, that, uh, shapes the the foreign policy of Turkey and, of course, of uh, every single uh, sovereign state in the the world. And uh, let us not forget a very recent example, the Turkish-Israeli relations, uh, despite the fact that since the Mavi-Marmara incident, the relations between the two countries are not good. We have seen uh, the Turkish president calling uh, the, the state of Israel as a terrorist state. Despite this 10-year-old crisis, the two countries' uh, trade relations and energy relations are are okay. So, and and of course, you can see that in uh, in specific uh, areas they cooperate. And one example is the recent Nagorno-Karabakh war. Both countries supported uh, Azerbaijan. So I don't think that the the Turks are afraid of an international uh, recognition of the genocides. Uh, However, I think that it's national interest that shapes the foreign policy of uh, every country.
1: Okay, thank you very much. Uh, uh, a Very interesting take uh, from uh, uh, from George. Actually, uh, I I agree with most of what he said. Probably, if we discuss a little bit more the Israeli-Turkish relations, I, I will have some disagreements on this one. But anyway, uh, uh, you are very very right. Uh, he is very right when he says that no, you don't really expect Turkey to sanction, for example, U.S., Russia, Netherlands, or France when they recognize. Uh, um, uh, uh, um, any genocide, the Assyrian genocide, the Greek genocide, the Armenian genocide. However, again, based on what very, very correctly was said by George, you know, it's all about national interests. And depending on the country, its relations with Turkey uh, has to do with the relative power balance. So it's different to have, you know, Bulgaria, that it's definitely weaker than Turkey and has uh, uh, almost 3 million Turks in its uh, 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 in in the country, uh, or or uh, sorry, uh, three million is a, it's a huge number, but but a sizable uh, a sizable uh, a minority. The thing is that for them, sanctions might be possible, might be the case. I will remind you that the Americans were very very reluctant to recognize the Armenian genocide. So uh, and uh, there were presidents that really, really before the elections that they had uh, 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 pledged to recognize it, and they did not do so. So appeasement of Turkey because Turkey is 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 big, and it's not only the policies. Is you know what is what is what's being done under the table? So you you try to instigate you know, people to have embargo against uh, your country's products and all that stuff, that may hurt the relations of the countries. And again, if you are on the weak side, if you are the weak country on this on this balance, you know, Turkey and you, Turkey and you, if you are the weaker country, probably you are a little bit afraid. But in the long run, uh, again, I will agree with, with, with uh, uh, you know, George. In the long run, it's not something that will shape the international relations, the, the the recognition of a genocide or not. And by the way, it would be really, really, really an amazing idea from the very beginning or even now to try to tie the Armenian genocide to the genocide of the rest of the Christian populations. Because there is no question about that, that all Christian populations were massacred, the Assyrians, you know, uh, the Greeks of the Asia Minor, the Pontic Greeks. So it was it was a very very good plan, uh, uh, and no one I think uh, uh, that uh, uh, really studies history has many objections about that if he's not Turk of course. So it was it was an organized plan for the extermination of all Christian uh, populations. Uh, uh, by the way, for the Armenians it started a little bit earlier during Abdul Hamid. Probably with us it was uh, 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 mainly during the uh, the Kemal. Uh, era uh, you know starting uh, practically uh, in in uh, what the Turks call uh, you know the war of independence the war of independence okay but still I think that uh, it would be a good idea to try to push in this direction uh, as regards the, the the genocide the recognition of all Christian uh, uh, genocides by uh, the Ottomans.
0: I guess the question I have asked on the implication of the foreign affairs of other countries with Turkey in the possible scenario of the recognition of the Pontic Greeks genocide has covered the question on the impact such a recognition could have on Turkey's regional outlook. So my next question is going to be on the lessons we could take from the strategy of the international recognition of the Armenian genocide
1: yes probably george could start with that uh, because it's also very very uh, uh, related to the armenian genocide uh, i can say just a couple of words and he can take the lead uh, i think that uh, uh, you know uh, it has to do with with uh, uh, the the uh, amazing effort and resources especially from the diaspora but not only of of uh, uh, you know uh, the the armenians for the recognition uh, that Gre- Greeks you know either did not want to, did not have the luxury to do so, uh, they had this policy of appeasement because they had a country and the country that had problems with Turkey. Uh, so uh, I, I, I think that the lessons that that, that we could learn uh, uh, are you know that probably we need to mobilize uh, uh, not only the, the, the official you know the government, uh, uh in order to try to achieve the recognition uh, but also uh, try to uh, use as much as possible the pontic Greek societies, the diaspora, uh also the fact that the Armenian genocide uh, has already been recognized, uh, by uh, many, many, many countries. I, I think uh, most, more, more than forty countries now have recognized the, the Armenian genocide. I think George can 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 be more specific in that. Um, uh, and and you know, for me, this is this is really very very important. But it's also a, a very much a moral cause for the Armenians it was sort of a as way, the survival of, of 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 the memory, the survival of the nation, uh, because the the Pontians. Even though the Pontic Greeks, even though they were not so much easily assimilated in the beginning, as Kiki said, they faced prejudice, they faced hostility in the beginning. Still, in the end, they were very much assimilated, you know, with the rest of the Greeks. Now, I, I, I don't think that, uh, you know, they, they really distinguish themselves from any other Greek. I think that there is, there is a moral cause only for, for the Armenians was much more. But still, there is there is a, a very very important moral cause, and in this moral cause, I think that uh, it's not the government uh, that uh, should take the lead. Again, taking the example of the Armenian, uh, the Armenians and the diaspora of the Armenians and the amazing effort uh, and the resources they put the, the diaspora in this, I think this is this is what we can we can take from the strategy of the Armenians and and uh, push towards an international recognition. But for me, again, it's not. This is not, sorry, George. This is not geopolitical, because in geopolitics you must have, you know, a really a, a political and state. And international relations do not change really with the recognition of, of a genocide. So I don't see any political and state here. This is why I, I I really have it as a moral cause.
2: Uh, I agree with uh, Dr. Kleianthis, uh, but um, I think that one impact on the region could be that uh, a recognition of uh, the genocide perhaps could lead to a more uh, offensive regional policy from Turkey because uh, the the Turkish society could be frustrated and, uh, and this frustration could be calmed perhaps with a more Offensive policy towards the Eastern Mediterranean or the Middle East, and if the if it is the Pontic genocide, the Pontian genocide that is going to be recognized, perhaps this offensive policy could uh, be against uh, Greek and Greek-Cypriot interests, Uh, and maybe the the Turks uh, could start speaking more about the so-called Turkish minority of Western Thrace, which is the, the Muslim minority recognized by the Treaty of Lausanne, or uh, more provocative actions in, uh, northern, in occupied northern Cyprus and uh, the Cypriot EEZ, and of course the potential Greek EEZ in uh, the Aegean Sea in the Eastern Mediterranean, and perhaps uh, other actions, Including uh, offen- offensive uh, offensive actions uh, in Syria or in Iraq, uh, and probably uh, uh, indirect threats uh, to the Armenian state, because I think that when when a nation is is uh, is Formed essentially with such lies, because in Turkey they think that the Turks were, uh, be, that the Turks are genocide victims, that they are victims of the genocide occurred by the Armenians and the Greeks. This is what the, the Turks believe. This is what they learn. They learn in schools. So, uh, a further recognition of the Armenian and especially the Pontic Greek genocide which is not internationally recognized. There are just five states that has recognized the genocide and two of them are Greece and Cyprus. So it's essentially three states. Um, And one of them is Armenia. Well, uh, I think that uh, this could lead to uh, provocative and offensive actions uh, by the side of Turkey because the, the, the Turkish society could blame the... The, the regime, uh, whoever is uh, the ruling party, that uh, has led this to happen.
0: Let me add here that um, in the Nazi concentration camp in Dachau, 200,000 people were detained and at least 32,000 were killed between 1933 and 1945, while the Turks' persecutions and death camps 20 years before then resulted in deaths of 353,040 Greeks in less than a decade. If the Holocaust helped in the eradication of the national socialism ideology, then the multiple ethnic genocides by the Kemalist Turks closely linked to today's foreign and domestic affairs of Turkey could eradicate together, or in isolation, Turkey's ideology to provoke invade to neighboring countries, including Cyprus, North Iraq, and Syria, and the oppression of ethnic and cultural minorities in Turkey, such as the Pontic greek dialect-speaking populations in Turkey today. We could not have in a 20th century Nazi allies in NATO, so I'm wondering why should we have this Turkey? I would like to move on to another question where I would like to involve Kiki as well. What could the role of the Pontic Greek societies worldwide be and how could they boost their role in the international recognition of the Pontic Greeks?
3: Well, the, the meaning of the existence of these societies is to maintain the culture alive and we make sure that we do not forget. I mean, when we had the 100 years of the the commemoration of the genocide, we did worldwide so many uh, events. Last year, we couldn't do much because of the pandemic. So this year, again, we are a little bit limited. Now we move to a more virtual reality. The truth is, uh, each society in any country, you can find pontic Greeks all over the world in some countries, more than some countries less. If we maintain the cultural, um, uh, the tradition alive, with the food, with the dialect, with the dances, with um, events, with, uh, with any kind of uh, speeches uh, conducted by significant people involved in the history and people knowledgeable who can't talk about the genocide in detail, um, that would help. And that will help if, there was collaboration between the societies. From my experience, I have to say that um, there was not always the best. Uh, we were always, we didn't always have these good relationships between us. It's not important to chase personal interest or ambitions when you are part of such a society. The only scope, the only reason of being part of such a society, is not to forget, to remember, to give your personal find amongst with others for the recognition of the genocide of our ancestors. So, uh, so of, of our families, of our grandparents, of the previous generations, of the people who are part of who we are in our history. I think a very good communication and collaboration beyond any interest, beyond any... Uh, political interest would be very important and would contribute enormously if all of us could represent each other and present ourselves to the president of the country. We have a united voice. We can go to the European Parliament and present ourselves say, look, we are people who are determined to do everything to recognize to make this massacre well known and uh, accepted. And make the of the 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 turkeys as uh, part of the Ottoman Empire to accept universally the crimes they committed. If we don't do that, and we if we fight with each other, we will never get there. Possibly, the Armenians were more the Armenians were more focused. They were more united. They were more uh, determined than we are, or we have been so far, and they achieved. Uh, a great thing, the recognition of the genocide of the Armenians. If we do the same, there is no way to, 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 to fail. We won't, but we need to be
1: united. I remember that the, the, what happened, for example, with Macedonia, the, the, the parliaments that have recognized you know, the Greek genocide or the Pontic genocides are the ones that have big Greek communities. So the communities play their role. In Australia and Victoria in particular, there was no way that our northern neighbors would promote their agenda. This is the same when you have, you know, vibrant uh, Pontic communities. And there is no leverage to put pressure on, on, on Pontic Greek societies, okay? There are ways to put pressure on the Greek government. You you, you remember what he what, what John said before, you know? We expect if something like this happens, even with other governments recognizing that we will have... You know, it will be used as a pretext, probably, by, by the, the Turks to retaliate, okay? Especially if the Greek government, you know, moves in this direction, they will try to retaliate. But this is not the same if it is done by the Pontic Greek societies. Just as a reminder for everybody that that, that listens, you remember Kunduro's movie 1922? Very, very interesting. It was about you know the Greek genocide, but it was about you know the 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 Asia Minor mainly. It was banned in Greece because of pressure for over four years, <laughs> for and this was after the invasion of Cyprus. So we have to remember that diaspora really has a role. The Greek uh, uh, the Greek uh, you know organizations they do have a role.
0: And my last question is going to be about coordinating the Greek diaspora and, in particular, the Pontian societies worldwide. So, just before we finish our wonderful conversation, I've read recently that the Central Union of Greek Municipalities, Kede, in Greece, proposed creating a network of cities with Pontian communities to recognize the Pontian genocide who... And what could ensure such coordination and its efficiency? And I would like to start with Tiki
3: again. Well, as I said before, it's a matter of good communication. If we are well organized, if we are able to gather all these people, because even in the UK, there are lots of people who are Pontians, and they 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 have a lot of. Um, they're very willing. They they have a lot of ambition to um, do a lot of events and do things here in the community. So if we manage to gather all these people and collaborate with each other, and we look more united and more um, organized and determined, I think we can achieve a lot if we report to a common. body, even if that's KEDE, the the Central Union of Greek Municipalities, if you have a coordinator and you know that you have a very clear um, uh, plan of what you are supposed to do and what you wish to do within a specific time frame, then you can bring people together and start taking actions and doing things. But we need to put pressure for every possible way, and if we don't have communication between us and other European countries, it's not going to happen. That's my opinion. How
0: about you, Jos?
2: Yeah, it's a great initiative, but um, I really do not understand why it has to include only cities with with strong Pontian populations. I mean, it was a Greek genocide because Pontic Greeks are not a different ethnic group; they are a sub ethnic group, but they are Greeks. So I think that all the towns and cities and villages, all the municipalities in Greece should participate, should be part of this initiative. Uh, and the, the second is that, uh, okay, KEDE wants to help. Perhaps it could fund a think tank for uh, Pontic Creek genocide. Because we in Greece, we, don't, we do not have such a think tank. And this think tank could uh, invite uh, professors, doctors, etc., from all over the world, both Greek and uh, foreigners, to contribute to the to the to this uh, campaign for the international recognition of the Pontic Greek genocide. So, yeah, these are all my comments.
0: And last but not least, Cleantis, before we finish, I spoke
1: a lot, and I don't want to speak especially about Kevin I want to tell you that we just need to be at the same time efficient and effective if we want to achieve the recognition. You know, you may have an amazing society, pontic society, you know, that it's effective, but because of the lack of resources, it's inefficient. Or you can have, uh, on the other side, you know, uh, uh, some people that really, really have the resources but are very, very ineffective. So we need the combination, and the combination is, is you know it, it does not rely only on ke does not rely only on on, on some on some groups uh, uh, everybody has to really uh, you know play their role you play right now your role about this it, it's very very important even even a small you know podcast it's important because people need first of all to have awareness of what happened and then put the resources, and use them in the best possible way in order to have the result, in order to be effective. So I think Jota uh, uh, and uh, also I think that, you know, Kiki really was very, very uh, good in this answer. It's exactly what we need. And and, and for, for George, I, I agree with both of them. I think that uh, in the end, uh, what is necessary is the bigger picture, which is the Greek, the Greek genocide and the role as described by Kiki, uh, uh, of uh, all the Greek societies, and especially the Pontic Greek societies. Thank you.
0: By the way, we're not such a small podcast. We have over six thousand listens of uh, the episodes, and uh, I'm very glad that uh, the target group aims have been achieved because I really wanted the target audience to be between the ages of 35 and 44. Kiki, would you like to add anything before? We yes, think- please.
3: A very quick comment. I wanted to say something because uh, two days ago, uh, the 19th of May, we we spoke all of us, and we advertised so much on social media about the genocide. But when I see politicians, Greek politicians, saying, "Oh, we have to remember those people who lost their life. They didn't lose their life. They were killed. They were massacred. They were raped." They 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 suffered in the most horrible crimes the Ottoman Empire could, uh, could could commit, and they have to accept it, they like it or not, and we have to do everything in this way. So it starts from us. The problem starts from us. If our politicians, some of them, still call those people... Some people who lost their life is not enough. It starts from the politicians, it starts from us. We have a huge responsibility as societies. We don't forget, we live away from Greece, but we we love our country, we respect our history. Until we die, we will aim for the recognition of the genocide and not to forget there are a lot of filelliness. People who love Greece, our country, our history, and we can have amazing support by them. It's a matter as you very well said, Cleanthis. Coordination communication, good dialogue, bring things together, bring people together and that's the only way it can happen. That's all I want to say and thank you.
0: At this point, I would like to thank you all for staying until the end of this live broadcast and I would like also to thank my expert and brilliant guests, Dr. Kyriakiy Dr. Kylantis Kiriakidis, and George Manesian. In the live broadcast, we discussed about the setbacks and opportunities in the Poti greeks genocide recognition under the umbrella of the Greek genocide in Asia Minor by the Ottoman and Kemalist Turkey, coupled with the other Christian genocides, those of Armenians and Assyrians, about the leadership and coordination of all Greek communities within Greece and the diaspora under the Podic societies. Next Sunday, we go back to our core technology conversations with Dr. Emmanuel Stratakis, the Research Director at the Electronic Structure and Laser of the Foundation for Research and Technology Hellas, 4th, which participates in the EU-funded Nanoscience Foundries and Fine Analysis, NFFA, Europe Pilot Project. Dr. Stratakis is also founder and CEO of Biomimetic, a spin-off of 4th. We will discuss nanomaterials engineering that mimics nature's properties to mitigate climate change. What does it take to see the Greek Universities and Research Institute spin-offs industrially Scaled-Up? Stay tuned for more episodes of the Global Greek Influence Podcast every Sunday. Subscribe, like and review the Global Greek Influence Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM and four more podcasting platforms. You can also contact the Global Quick Influence through the podcast Facebook and Twitter accounts and the podcast website globalquickinfluence.com.